0: welcome back to peaches and cream where i i think today we're only going to be
1: talking about disney well that's still stuff though that counts right yeah anyway it is episode 46 look at me being prepared it's episode 46 today and uh yeah we're we're inching closer ever so close to episode 50 all right so we're gonna start with celebrity birthdays but before
0: we get into that Alec, I'm gonna get you your T-shirt. I promise you. I know you won the March Madness bracket challenge, and I haven't given you, you your T-shirt in like three weeks, but you will eventually get it.
1: Okay, that's at good. some point. That's good because everyone wants a free T-shirt, right? Well, the thing is, we've we've kind of learned that maybe people don't want free T-shirts, but you know what? It's whatever.
0: No, I know he wants his free T-shirt, and it's gonna end up being one of those things where, with Tom Hanks and Castaway, where he has that package. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> and, and, and decades later, he finally gets it to him, and it ends up being average, and they might not even want it. But Alec, we're getting you See, your T-shirt. this is
1: the thing. I don't think, like, people care about the free T-shirt. I think people care about the fact that they won something. Yes. You know, like, if it was a pixie stick, they'd be like, no, I won that pixie stick. Give me yeah. the pixie. They might even be, not even eat the pixie stick or wear the T-shirt for that matter. But part of the contract you signed is you have to wear the T-shirt. Um, when it's most public in, publicly in view, so yes. it's important. All right, celebrity birthdays. All right, we got some big celebrity birthdays today, at least one big one. But anyway, um, Rowan Atkinson, do you know who that is? I've heard the name. Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean. Oh. Oh, yeah, we forgot to announce. Part oh, yeah. of announcements. We have we a have, live studio audience. We have a live studio audience, so you might hear some chatter, some laughter um, in the background. Um, it's, it's actually a reunion episode. Uh, episode 46, you know, obviously it'd be a reunion episode. Um, so, past guests are are in the live studio audience, audience today. Um, but yes, Rowan Atkinson, Mr. Bean. You know Mr. Bean, Cam?
0: Yeah, I've seen a couple of his movies. I never thought he was amazing, but... Me neither, but people are
1: obsessed with him. Yeah. You know, it's fine. I mean, whatever. People people like what they like. But Jack Black, though. Oh, legend. Legend. He's an actor, I think, and we've talked about this a little bit before. I, th- I think he's, like, the only... Maybe not the only, but he's one of the actors that like can't be replaced in any of his roles. I'd say so. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's like, he he really holds down every role that he that he does. Um, let's see who else. Matt Rife. Do you know Matt Rife? No. He's like a big up and coming. I've I've seen like a million clips about him. He's a he's a comedian. He's six hundred fifty sixth most popular. That's
0: not very popular. Six hundred fifty six in total or today? It can't be
1: today. Right, I didn't it, scroll that far. It could be today. <laughs> I didn't scroll six hundred fifty-six. I hope I didn't scroll. That Jack means, Black is under him, so there's no way. That means he's like number two per year. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's popular. That's go to popular. No, go to the highest today. Hold on, hold on. We got we got we got. We're okay. working our right. way up. Simone right. Biles. Right. Simone Biles. That's 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 big. That's big, but even bigger, Heath Ledger, the Joker. That is or Night's Tale. Great movie as yeah. well. Yep. Good one. Fantastic. Good one. Heidi Klum. <laughs> I don't know. It's a popular name. She was on a Regis Feldman show, I think. You know, um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Is that right? I don't <laughs> no know. No way. <laughs> she, um, America's she, got she, talent. she was a German supermodel yeah. um, who first gained her attention being featured on the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, which is still a thing. Can you believe it? Um, anyway, she's a, she's a German model. Heidi Klum. And then, let's see, beyond, beyond that, interestingly enough, I don't know one person more famous than, than Heidi Klum on this list. Uh, Tiffany Nelson is the, is the most famous, for some reason. I don't know who that is. Uh, she's a YouTube star, apparently. A star, Cam. Yeah. Anyway, that's all the celebrity birthdays. Do we have any announcements? Nope, that's it. All right, let's get on to the uh the episode the the topics first i want to say this is this is a reminiscent episode this is the first time Cameron and i have recorded an episode since we uh are together in person we're doing this in person um without a microphone so if if you're having any audio issues hearing this that's the reason yeah but it's the first time we've been together since it's been know. a while it's, it's been a long since while. like 20 episode 20 yeah. or something like yeah. that yeah yeah so, we, we've been a while, but uh, we are in Florida together. We just went to Disney World, so we're going to talk about that today.
0: Yeah, and I know we talk about Disney all the time. <laughs> That's my, my bad. We might need to rebrand ourselves.
1: <laughs> a Disney podcast? I bet yeah. we could. I bet we could really, like two adult guys <laughs> just talking about Disney, I bet we could have a, a serious audience. I think we could. Especially seeing the amount of adult men that had Disney tattoos at Disney World. There was actually a lot. A lot. There was of a lot tattoos. of people with Disney tattoos. Yeah, so I think we, we would have a we would have an audience. Um, you know, not that we don't have an audience now. We have a huge audience now. But um, yeah. Anyway, let's let's move on to some some Disney. Let's recap. So we did uh, two days in Disney World. Yep. At a Disney resort, and we did Animal Kingdom first day, and then Magic Kingdom the second day. How did you feel about that, Cam? It was. I think it was really great. I, I need
0: to do another trip one day to hit up the other kingdoms. I don't know if they're called kingdoms, but I
1: need to hit the other ones up. But it, it worked out really well. Yeah, I think so, too. I think uh, one thing, f- comparing the first day to the second day, our first day we had also flown in. So we were, like, starting on 50% energy because we had woken up super early and yeah. flown in. Yeah. Um, and then, like, to compound on that, like, one of the first rides we did got super delayed, and we were in line for like two and a half hours. Three, it was three. Full like, hours. three full hours. Yeah. And so we, um, we had that issue, but like, we, we made, I think we made the best of a very tough energy situation. Yeah,
0: we, we had a lot of headwinds and not a lot of tailwinds. <laughs> Basically, we had to wake up at like three or four in the morning, hop on a plane, and then we got to Disney World. Or did magic king or magic, animal I don't kingdom. know, animal kingdom or whatever you want to call yeah. it. We didn't really have any breakfast. We were probably hungry. Uh, I, personally, I was sweaty. Okay. I was, I was really, really sweaty. It was be- gross. Because I had, w- it was my clothes from what I, when I was on the airplane. Right. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a recipe for disaster, but we made the best of it and it was a ton of fun.
1: It was a ton of fun. We, yeah. I mean, like, well, that was a good one. And then the next day we did Magic Kingdom, and, you know, that's with the castle and, you know, all the Disney characters and stuff. So, you know, um, we'll, we'll do our little recap starting with Animal Kingdom. Uh, what did you like best, Cam?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, I want to go through all the rides.
1: Okay. Um,
0: so Animal Kingdom, I think that the, the trademark best part of Animal Kingdom is uh, all the Navari stuff the the uh, avatar stuff. avatar yeah the movie Pandora. avatar they have a whole area for that and that's got to be the main attraction in animal kingdom right and the food i will say that the best part about animal kingdom the one thing animal kingdom has on magic kingdom that magic kingdom will never be able <laughs> to live up to
1: is the fact that animal kingdom has alcohol Right, very readily available alcohol as, yeah. as well. That's that's important to be noted. You can get alcohol with practically no line anywhere in Animal Kingdom. It's expensive, but it's there. It exists. That's the thing. Right. Yeah. Unlimited amounts of alcohol for sure. Yeah. I mean, limited by your pocket, but regardless, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with you. That is one thing. But, I mean, on a separate note, we've seen just today what alcohol does to people. In in places with like, for example, we we were just talking about this when we were there. There was a cheerleading and dance competitions, and in Epcot, uh, one of the teams got expelled from the competition because some of their parents were were lounging in the in the fountains of Epcot. So you know, I think that wanting to avoid that Magic Kingdom makes sense. First of all, that's incredible. That's it's a pretty funny story, but yeah. Um, Second of all. I kind of want my kids to be in some competition at Disney now. <laughs> I know, right? That's, that's. I mean, that's not bad. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to have to disagree with you on the, on the uh, Animal Kingdom, the, the main thing, or the main attraction being the pa- Pandora. Because, oh. yeah, I think that, like, for me, Pandora seems like it's a separate kingdom. Oh, wait, I got another one. Okay, go the, ahead. The, uh... The safari ride, right? The safari ride that
0: is the in the animals right. are
1: huge, right? I yeah. mean that's what it's called. It's in the name, Animal yeah. Kingdom. It seems like Pandora is like a separate thing that's only connected by like conservation vibes. It still counts. It's all the I know, it's it, all I know, thing. I know. But like, if, it doesn't feel like it matches the rest of Animal Kingdom. So if, like, if I'm putting like the Pandora, it would be Pandora versus. All of the rest of Animal Kingdom because the rest no, had like a. That's stupid. It's Animal vibe. Kingdom
0: versus Magic Kingdom. It's
1: what you pay for. It's one. Pass. No, no, no. I'm saying like if you're like trying to see what's the most important part of Animal Kingdom.
0: Oh, that doesn't include. It's not like
1: Pandora versus Asia versus Africa. It's like Pandora versus all of the rest of Animal Kingdom because the rest of Animal Kingdom yeah. is like cohesive for me.
0: First of all, everyone needs to go visit Animal Kingdom because this Avatar area. It's wild. The the structures. You need to go look up a photo of this. it is it it's mind blowing and it doesn't seem real. and there's these floating rock platforms I mean it it really is the most
1: magical place on earth because it does not seem real. yeah, as soon as you're there, you're like in a different world like you can see mountains in the distance somehow you know like they 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 the way they coordinate their paint jobs and the colors and and, like, they, the way they pl- play with your perception of distance, it seems like for miles you're in a different world in every direction. They re- so, Disney
0: really, really messes with your sight, smell, scent. Like, all of your six senses
1: – are there six? Five. Six Senses is the movie <laughs> where, oh. where you can see ghosts. Um, <laughs> they play with that too, though. Yeah,
0: they play with that, yeah. <laughs> but all of your senses, they really contort them to where you, you – you don't. It's hard to know what's real and what's not real, and yeah, you you re, if if someone from another planet went into the Navari area or mm, the uh, Pandora, Pandora, they yeah. would they would ca- reconsider
1: their thoughts on how physics work. Right. I mean, definitely. It yeah. definitely seems like surreal, magical. Um, that's why it's the most magical place on the planet. Yeah. I mean, definitely. So
0: it's it's definitely worth taking a look at
1: but i mean on top of that cam you have to also con- consider that mount kilimanjaro the or mount everest ride is an animal or er, is an animal kingdom right which one was that that's the the yeti ride no it's not is it yeah. the yeti ride was it's in animal kingdom yeah oh i thought that that one was in magic kingdom no i also felt that way but it's not it's an animal kingdom it's an asia so yeah, the bird show. That was a good ride. It's a good ride. Wow. Yeah, Animal Kingdom. I like, might man. think
0: Animal Kingdom <laughs> might be better than animal Magic Kingdom's Kingdom. It's pretty good. It's no,
1: pretty yeah. good. There, is, there's more stuff in Magic. There's a lot more rides in Magic Kingdom, but there's pretty high quality rides in Animal Kingdom. I think Animal Kingdom might take the cake. Well, it I depends don't know. on who you are. Like if you, yeah. for you, Cam, you're like an animal lover. So, like, if you're, like, an animal lover who wants to see a safari and, like, wants to see animals and feel like you're in the jungle. Yeah, but they also
0: close early. They close early. Because there's animals. And the other thing is with Animal Kingdom, and this might have been a function of us getting off a plane and showing up. Mm -hmm. But when we went through all of Animal Kingdom, I was ready to go home. Right. But with Magic Kingdom, even though it was open three hours later and it was 11
1: o'clock at night, I was like, why is it Just getting the day started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that that's a, like, are we done? We're not done talking about recapping Animal Kingdom, are we? Let's keep to, I don't know. Whatever you want to talk about, man. So, okay. So I want to say the last thing about Animal Kingdom is, I mean, they, the bird show. The bird show is awesome. The bird show is amazing. Yeah. Like, it's it feels too good to be... Choreographed exactly the same every time, and the thing is, as you're watching it, you know that everything is for show. You, there's nothing that is surprising for show. Like, like they 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 do some stuff and they pretend like they didn't know it was gonna happen, but like only kids would believe that, right? Yeah. So adults know it's for show, but like you're amazed that yeah. it's all for show. It, you know? it it it's really impressive. The birds the birds are super well trained, all of them, and it's really impressive.
0: And a lot of the birds are birds that don't are not normally what you would think of as birds that you can train. So there's some birds like falcons and crows and parrots that you expect to be well-trained, but they had an owl and a
1: crane who were well-trained, which is... And when you say well-trained, like, they're telling the birds to fly close to audience members. Yeah. Or, like, two audience members, so, like... Well, well trained,
0: and from one platform to another, fully trusting that they're not going to run away or that they're not going to do something, you know, off, Heck, someone's off, eyes filter, having... yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like they're doing exactly as they're being trained, and we're talking about an owl and a crane, birds that are not normally what you would think of as being house trainable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's the animal show. There's the the Pandora, the Avatar, the Flight of Passage, which is like a three D experience. Amazing, super for me, super amazing. I like fully suspend disbelief in that situation. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, that later. But love that ride. Um, and then there's like the the Mount Everest, the hiking Mount Everest ride. Yeah, that one's um, really good. And then also the alcohol. That's huge for Animal Kingdom. there's Yeah. A, and, And the safari as well. The safari is really awesome. Yeah. It's It's
0: amazing that Disney is able to provide services. Like, they're able to provide better animal services than an actual zoo.
1: Right. It's really impressive. And the safari is also like, you know, you normally get in a line for a ride. You wait 45 minutes and then you ride the ride for three minutes. Safari is like 20 minutes. So it's a long
0: safari. Even
1: if you wait 45 minutes, you're in the ride for 20 minutes. And so that's like a huge payoff, like a huge uh, payoff for your wait. Yeah. So, for the cost. Um, but that's like pretty much, I think, the sum up of Animal Kingdom. Uh, the tree. The the centerpiece of yeah. Animal Kingdom is the tree of life. It's this giant tree with animals carved. Oh, there's one more thing. <laughs> with animals carved inside the inside the trunk. Um, and that's beautiful. It's a really nice thing to see at all points of the day. And under the tree is the Bug's Life. It's Hard to Be a Bug Ride or Show. And uh, that one is just, a, you know, it's it's not super impressive, but it's hilarious. It's a yeah. hilarious show. If you're watching it with just your friends, you'd be like, this is lame. But if you watch it with a bunch of kids, it is hilarious. Which, after we
0: recap Magic Kingdom, we'll talk about... We'll get in more into
1: depth about children at Disney. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So moving on to Magic Kingdom, which we did uh, yesterday, Sunday. And that is, you know, the Disney characters, the classic Cinderella's Castle. And you have, like, you know, Tomorrowland and Frontierland and Adventureland. You have Pirates of the Caribbean there. A bunch of, like, more classic Disney stuff in Magic Kingdom. And so... Me, I like Magic Kingdom better because I'm like a Disney nerd. If, you've, uh, if you're like a loyalist to the pockets of your quote unquote core fan, which we know you all are, uh, you'll know I'm a Disney nerd and Magic Kingdom was a blast for me. What do you think about that, Cam? I think that
0: Magic Kingdom was really good. Uh, it's interesting that there's different areas like Tomorrowland and Adventureland. I thought th- so, there's a tree house. In Adventureland. And that thing is there's a lot of really surprising cool things in Magic Kingdom that aren't rides or things where you have to be in line. And one of them is the treehouse, and another one is the Tom Sawyer Island. And I'm we don't want to spoil anything. Um but if the Tom Sawyer
1: Island is something you could easily miss. Yeah. There's a bunch of stuff, like you said, that aren't rides. That could easily be overlooked just being in Ma- Magic Kingdom.
0: Yeah, and if I were with kids, going on Tom Sawyer's Island would be one of the most fun things to do. Because they have this deep cave system throughout this island where there's no light and you're just walking through this cave. And it's it's really impressive it as be- far yeah. as how deep it is.
1: It feels like you're not going on a ride. It feels like everywhere you are at in Tom Sawyer's Island... And in some places in Magic Kingdom in general, it feels like you're discovering them. It feels like yeah. they didn't put them there. It's yes. like, "Oh, I'm just stumbling upon this thing that's here." And those are the best things because it's a surprise. it's a surprise. Yeah, it's really nice. I there's I mean, even things like they have Rapunzel's castle, like the the little tower that they put Rapunzel in it's not a ride it's not even a, like a real attraction uh-huh. but it's just there and you can see it over some trees and like you walk over to it and it's like a nice little area and it feels like oh wow and the only thing there's a bathroom right right it's just bathrooms <laughs> and so like you're there looking at Rapunzel's castle like wow this is cool like that's a, a cool thing that's here but like we went over to it like we were yeah. we were attracted to that area and it felt cool to see but it wasn't like a queue or anything like that it was just like a, a place to be And so that I mean I think that there's a lot of like those little hidden secrets in Magic Kingdom. And we probably we honestly missed a bunch of them and we don't even know it. Yeah, like there's a whole carnival area that we saw at a distance and didn't even have time to go see. Yeah. Do you remember that? No. Like we we looked over and there was like a giant circus tent And, like Really? Yeah. Like a giant area we did not go to at all in Magic Kingdom. Oh bummer. And we were there for a whole like 14 hours. Yeah, we like. hit it really hard. We got there when they opened, and we left
0: when they closed, and we didn't even get the whole park.
1: Yeah, and so there are still, I mean... It's worth a second day. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely, if you're going to do five days...
0: Now that I'm thinking, there's other parks there, I don't think you could... I think you would have to be there for a month, in order, to, a month? In, in order to cover all the material. It's a lot. I mean,
1: especially if you want to find all the secrets, for sure. Yeah. Magic Kingdom, specifically, is just so big. But yeah, I think I think that um, there's too much to like recap with Magic Kingdom. But like overall, um, a big difference we we made with Magic Kingdom is we got like the little genie pass thing that makes you do uh, the lightning lane. Oh, so you if you fast. if
0: you go to Disney World, get just get the genie pass. I don't care if it's an extra
1: however many dollars. You it's you have to do it. It's worth it. It's yeah. definitely worth it. So that that was a big change we made um, going from Animal Kingdom to Magic Kingdom. But, um, I guess, like, a, a, essentially the flow of the day from Magic Kingdom, we got there pretty early, like, 9.15, 9.30. Um, we got in the virtual queue, essentially, way we got in line online for, for, um, the Tron ride, the new ride that's open. Um, we did, you know, Space Mountain, we did Pirates of the Caribbean a few times, and, um, we just, like, you know, we went through all the main rides in the day. Um, and then we, we watched the show at night, starting at 9, like, the big... Uh, fireworks show. Yeah, the big fireworks show, as well as, like, the parades. And then we got re-energized and started doing more rides after that until we finally had to leave at 11. And so that's, like, essentially the day without going into too nitty-gritty details because we could really go into details about, like, how the day went. But that's yeah. about the recap.
0: All right, so that that concludes the recap. And the one thing I want to talk about is almost everyone i know that's been to disney they originally the first time they went they do not remember and it's because they went with their parents when they were under the age of seven
1: and they were wasted no 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 no.
0: yeah no no and so they were Yeah, they're seven and they don't remember it and going to disney world i realized that People bring their kids to Disney not because they think their kids are going to enjoy it, but because they enjoy watching their kids think it's real. Like, the kids go on these rides, and it's, they fully buy into it, where they see Santa Claus, basically, and they think it's completely real. And the parents soak it up.
1: They're living vicariously through their kids. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's, I mean, I you definitely see it. And, like, the, the, the parents are, like, always having a reaction to their kids as yeah. opposed to to the ride. Yes. Right? It's like, I don't know if you guys ever went to, did you ever go to, like, a haunted mansion or, like, a haunted house with your parents growing up? Uh, I don't think I did. I did one time. Yeah. And it was clear that, like, my dad was acting scared to scare me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. like that. And the same with, like, you take your kids to Disney World. You are all about trying to convince them everything's real. So you can feel like everything's real. Yeah. So, like, my dad, by seeing me scared and by pretending like he was scared, he was, like, getting that emotion. Mm -hmm. Even though he would never experience that by himself. Yeah. And so, yeah, I definitely think that that is why they do it. And there's definitely, like, some solid proof examples of that where, like, their parents are taking their kids into rides or into attractions that their kids won't even like appreciate fully but the parent is doing it so that they can appreciate it more yeah yeah and so um like we were talking about earlier in animal kingdom the the biggest example of this is the the bugs life ride
0: yeah yeah the bugs life ride basically they put all of these kids into this room i mean are we doing
1: spoilers um not of the ride but you can like tell them essentially what like what we're what we saw not about the ride, but of the children's reaction. All right, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler so you, alert. so you
0: like go into this room, and then they put all these bugs uh, in your face, and it's like spiders and beetles, and they make you really in in like bees. They make you really uncomfortable, and the children
1: lose it, lose their minds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is. It is. Uh, it is honestly so funny. Cause like there's not like kids crying anywhere in Disney World. Well, they're not real. Except on this ride.
0: Yeah, they're not real bugs. They're, right. It's just like 3D glasses and stuff.
1: Yeah, and so like these kids, like you're sitting there and you're like, as an adult, you're like, Haha, this is all kind of funny, but you can hear childrens like ah, screaming and like losing it, but like crying. Crying is a. Uh... And the thing is, the best part of this is because we don't have kids, so we don't know how it is to be parents. And um maybe because we have these opinions maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> but um you can see these pe- kid, these adults with their kids who are laughing so hard as their kids are screaming and you're like, "Man, I can't wait to do that with my kids." Yeah. And so yeah, it's like a, that's when we started like getting the idea that like the parents are bringing their kids here for their own amusement not for like their and So in that situation it was like watching their kids be scared, but you know take them to Magic Kingdom you get to watch your kid be, like, in awe or, like, see something, take them on, like, the, the safari ride and see them see these animals in what they think is, like, their actual wild habitat. And so, yeah, I think that, like, seeing kids at Disney World does let you, like, live vicariously through them.
0: The, the Pandora Navari ride, I would say if you brought a child on that ride... They would really lose their mind.
1: Yeah, that's the thing, man. Like, because I remember even as a kid, like, playing, right? Yeah. Like, I would play ninja, Uh and I would be convinced I was an actual ninja for, like, weeks on end. And all you had was, like, a stick and a rock. Right. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, I would cover my eyes and think I was wearing a bandana, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and my point is, like, these kids, and this is me with nothing. This is me with just things I found in my backyard, Now, put me in a place where everyone's telling me I'm an actual ninja.
0: And as an adult, it's extremely convincing.
1: Yeah, right. It's like an actual convincing environment.
0: It's convincing as an adult.
1: Right. So, yeah. I mean, these kids must be losing. I I didn't go to Disney World as a a kid. I wish I did. But I can only imagine how much that, like, you know, kids believe in, in Santa until they're 10. Yeah, so, yeah, if
0: you're believing in Santa, when they actually with put with San- zero
1: proof, with, yeah, with with zero
0: <laughs> proof, and then they put if you, these people are putting Santa in front of you, and they're doing beyond that, and
1: Matt, and Santa is flying off with a, a with reindeer.
0: They're doing things defying <laughs> the laws of physics,
1: right? Yeah, so I mean, it makes sense that kids are losing their mind for Disney.
0: It's basically a giant magic trick. So when you see a magician, they're doing misdirection, like the uh, birds of flight thing was all about misdirection. Right, the whole the whole show was misdirection it they're they're using all of the same skills that a magician
1: has but on a much more grand scale and they're combining a lot of like at least when with their newer rides and this is what disney's like known for and um the entertainment community is having like is combining cutting edge technology with these same tricks yeah and so like their older rides they're still pretty amazing but their new rides are like you can feel that their new rides are, are like cutting edge technology in whatever their sector is, and that's like amazing stuff.
0: So, however much a kid could believe in Santa Claus, multiply that by a hundred, and they are in.
1: Yeah, they're they 100% all in. in. They're believing that they're like, you know, they have a prince come up to them and say, My liege, and you're, they're like, Oh my god, I'm <laughs> a queen, you know, like that's they're really into it. Yeah, so that that was a really wonderful part about being at Disney and seeing the kids.
0: Yeah, it so the kids are. Um, the the best experience I think would be to go with a kid.
1: Right. But I'm going to I'm going to move on to the next thing, which is kids, but just a few years after their kids, when they're teenagers. And man, like I said earlier, I'm going I I said this a little bit earlier there was like a dance competition or like a I don't know, like a Cheerleading competition. In like a a mu- there might have up.
0: been a music competition, too.
1: There, there, was, there was a bunch of comp- – a lot of, like, national and international competitions take place in Orlando. Bottom line, tons of high school kids. Tons of high school there kids. There were
0: more high school kids than kids.
1: Man, and that is the least considerate group of, of people in the world. It's, like, it's uncomfortable because, like, if you see a 4-year-old and a 4-year-old kind of, like, isn't looking where they're going and they run into you, you're like, oh, cute.
0: Yeah, which happened to me once or twice. There was, like, a kid who they, like, ax- they were, like, looking one way, and then they, like, bumped into me, and then they, like, looked at you, and they were, like, oh, God, and then they, like, scurried, scurried away. Scurried back
1: to their parents. Yeah. yeah. And you are like, ha,
0: ha, ha. Right.
1: But now, if that kid is 14, like, I don't know what age it stops being appropriate, and I also don't know what age that they should have more awareness, but it feels... Like a 14-year-old should have more awareness. Or like a a 16-year-old yeah. should have more awareness than a 4-year-old. But it doesn't seem like they act like they have more awareness than a 4-year-old.
0: Yeah, when a 16-year-old in a muscle tee bumps into you and then starts to blame
1: you for <laughs> bumping into you. <laughs> man, and you're like, man, it's crazy because I've gone all day without bumping into any adults. I've only bumped into children today. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, so, like, it's, it's when you're, like, watching the show, there's, like, hundreds of people that are, like, they're trying to be amazed, they're trying to immerse themselves, they're trying to be with their kids and enjoy the show. And, you know, teenagers just yelling people's names and jumping on each other's shoulders, and you're like, guys, you're not alone. Like, this is not your house. Let people enjoy this experience. And so, like, I think that that would be, for me, if I was a parent... I think teenage years would be the most uncomfortable for me to parent through.
0: Yeah, imagine having a kid and they're a teenager, and then they invite over all their friends because they want to host ten of them. And then what? What? What kind of things are they going to do to your
1: furniture? Right. I know, like they they're walk on You're like, in with bro. I just paid for that. Nah, yeah. I mean, I, like, it's just. Yeah, I don't know. That's that would be for sure. Because for me, things for uh, personally, being inconsiderate is like my number one pet peeve. And so, like, having a kid who is inconsiderate would be the same for me. Like, watching my kid be inconsiderate would be, like, me being inconsiderate as a parent. They're probably eating Cheetos and then wiping their hands (laughs) on the couch. Right. That's – oh, man. That's tough. That's tough. All you parents of of teenagers, that's – I mean, kudos. You're the real winners, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the real champions
0: aren't there anyone that's parented people through teenage –
1: Except for those parents at Epcot that got their kids disqualified from the dance competition for bathing in the fountains.
0: Those parents, you guys are legends.
1: <laughs> legends.
0: Right here, I'm gonna say Peaches and Cream,
1: we will interview
0: you at any point in time. If you can prove that was one of you, we will give you a T shirt.
1: A T shirt, yes, exactly. I don't care if the order more T shirts. If we get to talk to you, yeah. We'll, yes, we'll get yes. you some T shirts. Yes. Yeah. And so that's I mean that's all I have to say on teenagers. Like, you know, I don't even really blame them. Because like I I remember being a teenager. You're just not, you don't You don't like, blame the parents or the teenagers? The teenagers. Like, I don't like it. I don't like the, the way teenagers act, but, like, they're teenagers. So, like, I, I don't think that they're even capable of acting differently.
0: Yeah, I, I <laughs> right. when I look back on when I was especially in middle school and
1: early high school, I was an idiot. Right, exactly. So I don't even blame them, but they just look like they should know better, right? They
0: look like they should know better, but they, <laughs> they don't. They probably <laughs> shouldn't. You know,
1: like, yeah, that's that's how it feels. That's that's.
0: Feels. I guess that's the difference, is with, like, a four-year-old, you're like, they don't know any better. Right. Like, they could do anything in the world. They could do the most offensive thing on the planet, right. and I am just not, I'm not going to hold them accountable to exactly. it. Exactly,
1: But... With teenagers, they are the same as a four-year-old, but they don't look like a four-year-old, so it's not appropriate anymore, you know? Yeah. And they can speak clearly, so you're like, come And they, sh- on. And they
0: should be held accountable, <laughs> and they're not. Yeah,
1: right. So um, that's that's it with teenagers. That's it with kids. Um, but this is where Cameron and I differ a lot. We've, we've agreed on kids. We've agreed on teenagers. But one thing we, we differ a lot in our experience with uh, Disney was when I go on rides and when I'm at the parks, I like suspend all disbelief there's like you know the adult in me who's like no this is clearly not a real princess's castle but the kid in me is like no Terrence this is a princess's castle and you're gonna believe it and so I completely just like turn off my logical brain stop thinking about how things work and just become part of the the illusion and uh Cameron did not seem to be exactly on the same page as me no,
0: I, I mean, I. so I try to switch in between. So sometimes I try to buy into it, but I cannot help myself. It's so magical. It's like watching a magician pull a rabbit out of their hat that you just start being like, okay, I know that this isn't real and I got to figure out how they're doing this.
1: But see, this is the thing. Like, I agree. If I watch a magician on a stage pull a rabbit out of a hat – I, I know that it's not magic, and I know that it's sleight of hand, and, and I'm impressed with the sleight of hand. That's, that's with the magician, right? Yeah. You're we impressed that they were able to do that so smoothly. But with Disney, they go to such an extent to make it, like, possibly believable. Like, the things that are happening, they, they go to such a large, like, painstaking details to make you feel like it could possibly be real that I'm like, all right, I'll give it to you, Disney, and I'm going to completely stop thinking about it. And but so, for
0: me, that just makes it that much more likely for me to have to
1: get to the bottom of it on how they're pulling this off. Yeah, he's like looking at me in the middle of rides like, "We is, this, is it happening like this? Is it working like <laughs> this? And I'm like, bro, just pay attention to the ride. I try not to spoil any of the rides, not to give away any details, and yeah. It's a uh, yeah. That's for me. I'm I'm all about the the surrealism. I can think about it after after I go home. All right, I can consider how it works. But when I'm at the ride, no, I'm actually in a haunted mansion.
0: The most surprising thing to me is how uh, on a lot of these rides, Disney even changes the smell of the ride. So when we were on Pirates of the Caribbean, we went into an area that it seemed like a building was on fire, but it it wasn't actually. And you started smelling smoke. Right. And, I, yeah, go and on. then there was another one on the Pandora ride where these animals were kicking up dirt. And you started smelling
1: dirt. Dirt and then grass and then water. Yeah. Like, yeah. It smelled like they, they, what I think is so impressive about the smell. They
0: inundate you with smells and sights and senses. They really overload you. Yeah.
1: But it's not like one of those things where someone's wearing too much perfume and every time you take a whiff, you feel like you're going to cough. It's not like it's that. It's way more subtle. You wouldn't even notice. The thing is, you will definitely, that. that's what, they walk this line of like, you'll definitely notice the smell, but you're wondering if anyone else is noticing, noticing the smell. Yeah. It's like that line of subtlety where like, you're like, wow, I smell that grass and everyone else is smelling the grass and everyone's also wondering like, it's so subtle that you're thinking like, I bet no one else is smelling this grass right now, you know? Yeah. Like it's, it's perfectly subtle. And uh, what I'm, I'm so impressed with the smells specifically because I guess the sounds too, because you think of these things as, like... Things it is. It's carry. also
0: the sounds.
1: Yeah. You think of these things as, like, thing that, like if I yell, I don't control who hears my yell, right? If I yell, anyone around me can hear the yell. In the same way, like, hypothetically, if I uh, light a match or light a candle, I don't control who's smelling the candle. Whoever's around will smell the candle. But what Disney does so well is you're only smelling the exact thing they want you to smell in the exact moments they want you to smell it.
0: Yes, it it really they
1: it doesn't bleed into other moments. Right. It's re- they really fine tune it. They like to the point where like you don't even notice but you're walking and all of a sudden you're not hearing music anymore. Like like you're hearing one set of music and then you walk into another portion of the park and different music is playing and there is no transition time. It's yeah. just like you're hearing one set of music, and all of the sudden, you're hearing different music. And I, I still have no idea how they can control that with such large crowds and, like, such small spe- like spaces between the two musics playing. But, like, on all the rides, it feels... this, Especially, like, the, the newer rides, the, the sound is, like, perfectly tuned to be playing at specific, specific moments.
0: It's impressive how well they control all of your senses, except for taste.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah, I, I agree, because you know food could be better <laughs> yeah and you're not walking around licking the rides yeah i mean not everyone is walking around licking the rides but i did <laughs> i did lick i did lick a cannon i tasted gunpowder so that's pretty good <laughs> impressive they're pretty good yeah um but yeah that's that i'm i'm so amazed with with, with the way that they uh, can control your senses and like it's and also like even sight, right cuz i mean we're talking about smell and and, and um sound And those things are a little bit more abstract, but like sight, as soon as you, you can tell that at every moment, if you were to like be in a certain park or be in a certain part of the park, if you were to stop in any place and think like, what can I see right now? It is obvious that from that exact spot, wherever you are, that they controlled what you're seeing. Yeah. They, they control even your sight. Like they put trees in specific locations to block your view of anything that would take you out of that atmosphere and so like if you're in, like the adventure land or if you're in like the frontier land part of the park and it's supposed to look like old-timey and cowboy and like there's like miners and stuff they'll like put trees to cover the castle and they'll put trees to cover adventure land or like tomorrow land so yeah. you can only see things that look and match the the feel of like the frontier the groundskeeping staff was pretty impressive yeah and there's also like no trash which is crazy because like there's a million people. Yeah. <laughs> so like it's crazy that like of those millions of people obviously people are dropping stuff but like the the staff is good enough at picking up stuff that you don't see the stuff that's dropped. Yeah. All right, so we're the last segment
0: we're gonna talk about our top Disney tips because I know that all of you now want to go to Disney World
1: man we really have talked it up
0: yeah we we've been, I, this has probably seemed like an unhinged rant promoting Disney
1: not sponsored
0: <laughs> it's,
1: it's crazy that we haven't said that yet yeah they're not sponsored
0: but oh, well, um, it would be cool Disney? we got to give top Disney tips
1: yeah all right um, the first one I'm gonna say is and we have already said this a little bit but get like the Disney genie. If you're not there, if you're in, especially if you're there in peak season, there is not, there's not a world that I would live in at any park that I would not get the Disney Genie. Yeah, you gotta get it. It's pretty, like, we got on, like, every ride that you want to ride, you can get in a quarter of the time, like, uh, and, and so that can save you, like... Not, it's not about saving time. It'll it's save about, you a lot of time. It's about using time more effectively because it's yeah. not like you're going to leave earlier without the Disney Genie. There's
0: no reason to spend all the money on the Disney Pass and spend all the money traveling there and then not get the Genie.
1: Yeah, because then you won't get to ride, especially like Magic Kingdom, places that have yeah. a ton of rides, you're not going to get to ride all the things you want. And if, if you did ride all the things you want, you wouldn't be able to ride them twice, hypothetically, or three times like we do with Pirates of the Caribbean. All right, here's Cam's top tip. Bring the most
0: comfortable, actually, don't even bring the most comfortable pair of shoes you own. Go buy a new pair of shoes, brand new pair of shoes that are the most comfortable shoes that you can buy tennis shoes that you're gonna walk around and stand in as much as possible.
1: This place does not have anywhere to sit down. Yeah, we got 28,000 steps when we were in Magic Kingdom, so that's like walking eight miles. Um, and also that doesn't include the amount of time you're just standing without walking. So you're on, you're gonna be on your feet for like fourteen hours.
0: Yeah, bring and make sure you upgrade your inserts to be Dr. Scholl's. Dr. Scholl's. Yeah, get the Dr. Scholl's inserts, and I would even I would even go a step further and say get your foot mapped to get the inserts that <laughs> perfectly form to your feet.
1: Yeah. So yeah, you definitely need uh, good walking shoes. That's that's Cam's top tip. Um, I would say another tip is bring your own beer. Bring, I mean, sneak in a flask or something. At for, least Magic two. Kingdom, yeah. for Magic Kingdom, yeah, Magic Kingdom. This is like a specific tip, but for Animal Kingdom, oh, 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 oh. this is before the Animal Kingdom tip. If you are you're planning on staying all day at the resort, a, Magic Kingdom specifically, get reservations for a restaurant.
0: Oh yeah, definitely
1: get reservations. I didn't think that we'd need reservations. I was like, you know, we'll just eat at like a one of those like quick. You, you pick up something. But, like, the thing is, when you're there and you've been walking around for eight hours, it is super nice to be able to have a sit-down dinner. Yeah, because there's nowhere to sit. Yeah. Except dinner. So the only time you possibly be able to, like, relax and recharge is going to be eating dinner. Make a reservation. It, it, it's just the way to go. Yeah. And then, um, also, Animal Kingdom. This is something I think that I wish I would, like, we were just talking about, like, how sitting down is such a luxury and you probably want to, sp- like, specifically use your sit-down times to recharge. Like, you don't want to like sit down once you- the first time you get, like, a- as soon as you get there. But, like, I would say in Animal Kingdom, if you've been walking around and you're feeling a little tired, get in line for the safari. Because then you get 20 minutes of just chilling that's actually that's
0: a pro move
1: yeah sitting down looking at animals like it's not like anything's intense it's not like they're draining your dopamine by like exposing you to crazy rides you're sitting down for 20 minutes that's a real good relaxing like rejuvenating thing to do that's a pro move yeah and i think that's for me all the tips i got yep that's all i got um yeah all right so is that, that the end of the episode
0: um, yeah, I think that's the end of the episode. I think I think we've hit the end of the road. We're probably going to have a new episode in about a week. I don't know when we're going to record it. Uh, this is live from Florida. Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, live from Florida. All right. We would have, yeah. Um, okay, all right. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week. Absolutely. See ya. And... This is a message from our sponsor, Signa Four Brewery, the beer that you put in the back.
1: Yeah, so do you know why you put it in the back? Why do you put it in the back? It's because you don't want your friends to take your good beer so you fill the front of the fridge with, you know, your decoy beers, the beers that'll you know, you can find on every every street corner, the ones that don't really hit the palate just right. So you see say the special ones for you, the of four, you put that in the back. But on the special occasion when there's no one coming to your house when you're not hosting. You know what you do? What do you do? You fill her up. <laughs> you fill up your fridge with sign of You know what I just the realized? Whole
0: thing. You know what I just realized? Why Why would you just put them in the back when your friends are over? Why don't you fill up your whole beer, the whole fridge, with the beer when your friends are over? You should treat them. They're your buddies. Yeah,
1: no, not me. No? <laughs> My friends can drink out of the other the other fridge, I get yeah all of the Sinofor, but you know it's to each his own.
0: They can drink to out of the garden own. hose in the back.
1: <laughs> That's for all I care, right? Yeah, well, I get the good stuff.
0: Well, you want to fill up your fridge with Sinaphore so so Connor, tell us about tell us about this company. What are they doing? What's what kind of seasonal beers do they have? What uh, what's what's the hot take here?
1: We make all kinds of beer. You know, we'll make whatever you need. Uh, anything to make sure you quench your thirst and get that little bit of buzz that you're always looking for on on the weekday or the weekend, you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat, right? Uh, Whether it's from an Oktoberfest, a Mexican lager, uh, an IPA or a stout, which you guys so kindly, uh, sponsored on this podcast, uh, we'll make whatever you need.
0: So you're telling me you guys do special orders.
1: You have the number cam, you know who to call.
0: All right. Hey, that goes out to all of our listeners. If you want Sinafore Brewery, this is the place to get it. This is the best beer in the Midwest. It's not even a question. We, we tested every single beer that's available in the area, and this is the one. And so it's the one you put fill in the your back. Fridge. Yeah, fill your fridge. Fill your fridge. With Sinafor. With Sinophore.